right about him. I'm always right. It's like when I'm right, I'm right. And when I'm wrong, I could have been right. So I'm still right because I could have been wrong. That makes sense. Come on. It's a DRE. Episode 48. Who you got? 48. Um, I, I'm going to let you go first, but I, I'm going to give one shout out that when I thought of 48 was one of the first things I thought of, but it's not my 48 that I want to go with. It's really more of a, a pay homage to, um, as you know, other than the, the podcast of the great Bob Kendrick and the Negro Leagues Baseball Museum. We are the curia- curators of black baseball in America. Um, so mine 48 that I immediately thought of uh, was the 1948 Cleveland Baseball Team Championship. And mm. with that, um, an, an honor and commemoration for who I believe is one of the most underappreciated uh, black baseball players, not by us and, and not by those that know, but I want to give a shout out to Larry Doby. Uh, who really came in the league the same time as Jackie Robinson, but because he was the second and not the first. Crazy. Like, no one remembers him. (laughs) But he also won a World Series in 1948, and that Cleveland baseball franchise, for which we will not say Mm -hmm. uh, the most recent name, now the Guardians, they have yet to win a World Series since that year. So, special shout out to Larry Doby. And that's also super shitty, too, because if you think about it, if you are Larry Doby, you can't say anything. You can't be like, what hey, about me? me. <laughs> like, you can't be like, it was going like, because like literally you're not quote unquote supposed to beat her anyway, but you also got to support Jackie Robinson, but you also just won a championship. Like, it's like rocking. I didn't realize he passed away in Jersey. Damn. So bad. I feel worse for him. Though. Yeah. South New York, too. Man, shout out to East Philly. Um, so my 48, so here's a quote from my 48. This is a direct quote. This person, I think, actually invented it. Lord, protect me from my friends. I can take care of my enemies. My 48 is the 48 laws of power. I'm going with the 48 laws of power because, not only because it's a very controversial book, and I love the controversy that it brings, but because many athletes have cited this book for their mentality about how they do business, how they deal with teammates, how they deal with coaches, how they deal with the organization, how they deal with fans, how they even deal with themselves when they're trying to get better. And if you've never read The 48 Laws of Power, I would say do so, but do it in a way in which you aren't necessarily trying to become a different person. I would say read it. First, you got to read it as a whole so you can get all 48 laws. And then the author, I think, actually says, go back and look up specific laws that dictate how you approach life. This is Robert and Greene's book. Robert Greene's, yes. Robert Greene. Yeah, it's, it's one of these things where a lot of people, like I'm telling you right now, like when I told people I was reading 48 Laws of Power, they looked at me sideways like, why would you do that? Because it is, it's the type of book where people believe it's a book, in a, it's a book created for people to get over on other people. But in my eyes, if it's a book that's made for you to get over on somebody, wouldn't that also protect you from being taken advantage of? You know, like one of the it's laws more is more of like, like I, I feel like, you know, without having read it, and so feel free to correct me if I'm wrong. Like I feel like it's the way that I feel like it's a fascinating way that people describe like social media. It's like, oh, it's but it's exposing mm-hmm. these things. And it's like, no, I, I think it's just like a greater understanding of what's always there. Yeah. Like it's like, like you, you get you finally get to see a clear reflection of everything. 
rather exactly. than, you know, kind of the blurriness. Yeah, like the 12th law is there is nothing more intoxicating than victory and nothing more dangerous. Damn, I know a number 12 for which that applies to. You dig? <laughs> I didn't go to 12 because that's, that's our theme. Now. I think 12 is like our lucky number. Um, but like to me, it is something that it, it, it opened my mind up to a lot. Like, the, you know, when people say never outshine the master, that comes from the 48 laws of power. Mm. When people say like uh, have others do the work but take credit for it, that's the 48 laws of power. And we've been seeing people, CEOs and owners of company been doing that for years. Owners of these sports teams have been doing that for years, except for Jerry Jones, because he needs all power and control. But whatever. So my 48 is 48 laws of power by Robert Greene. Damn, you're going philosophical. I like it. Y'all here. So my 48, I was very surprised. And this was, again, after the thought of Larry Doby and his greatness. Mm -hmm. 48 is a weirdly also shout out to Jimmy Johnson. But, you know, we're an F1 pod, not an NASCAR pod. So I mean, we could be both. Jimmy Johnson is a GOAT. So, you know, we can always talk GOAT. All-time greats. This is SportsCenter ad. Um, Oh, yes. They need to bring those back, by the way. For the sure. But, but they got to do it right. That's the thing. They got to do it right. And they got to bring back the NFL confidential ones. Remember when, like, like when, uh, I forgot who it was. But I was thinking of Fantasy Files. Yeah. Yeah, when he put yeah, hands Chris on the water. Cooley. Catch the yeah, ball. it was Chris Cooley. Vic, yeah, Vic threw it, like, to a different state. Like, I need yeah, those guys. It was Chris Chambers catching, like, four balls and just stacking Yeah, just in. So, my 48. So there's I'm 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 gonna give a shout out to three because it's really just three all time greats of baseball in my eyes of our lifetime. I'm gonna give one quick one shout out to Jacob Degrom, one of the most dominant pitchers I've ever seen. Um, actually, no, I'm gonna make it four real quick. Shout out to Ramon Martinez, the older brother of Pedro. Um, and then a shout out to maybe the most dominant peak closer that we've ever seen. Eric Gagne. Are we still counting that even though he, he was roided up? Sure. He, he okay. was also, for, for anyone that hasn't seen it, he was part of the greatest at-bat story of all time, um, which I'm happy to discuss after this, um, because also involved with the person who was on the other side of that at-bat, uh, who was one Barry Lamar Bonds. He also mm-hmm. has a famous moment with this 48, one of the great uh, black players in modern baseball history, believe he stayed on the hall of fame ballot uh or is about to be one tory hunter who i just always thought was one of the coolest baseball players yeah i think he definitely stayed on the ballot but that also shows you that baseball doesn't respect people who weren't home who weren't hitters yeah like there's nothing to i was a defense guy too so like any defensive player like i loved watching viscal i loved watching omar viscal yes is there another viscal I'm just making sure. You know <laughs> I was like, like, I loved watching like Ronnie Belliard as Drupal Cabrera. Mm-hmm. Like those were the guys I liked watching more than like even A-Rod sometimes. Like A-Rod was smooth, but like I wanted to see people making like crazy defensive plays, mm-hmm. um, which like it's like him and Robinson Cano was like, yeah, they were fine defensively, but it was like you just made it look too easy that I couldn't get enough enjoyment out of it. I think that's why people don't mention the time. Oh, yeah. mention Ray Allen when they talk about the greatest guards of all time or who they would take because he made everything look really easy. Like it was like he played defense really well. He shot the ball beautifully. He he passed the ball great. He dribbled he could the ball. Slash, and, it yeah. like, and it was just like, well, what more do you want? Well, he's not Kobe or like he's not Wade or he's not Iverson. I'm like, 
you not Speaking realize. Much, I, I think I told you this. Uh, I got really upset at social media recently when when I saw an argument about if James Harden is a top three guard versus Allen Iverson, and I, I had to log off social media for the night. In history, yes, he's not a top three guard in history. Which one, James Harden? Well, yeah, like to me, both of them aren't top three. But then the so the argument was because to me it's I, I would go Mike Kobe Wade, and then. Iverson's like right in that next category. I don't think James Harden's close to that category. I would agree with your with your four. I would argue the only thing that I would argue about that four is that is it career? Is it peak? Is it well? Yeah, yeah. No, I, I think I think that first three is a, is a league of its own, and then I think there's a little drop off to probably like another three or four guys, and then there's another drop off. I, I, I we'd have to go through our top fifty again and see how many guards are on there. Um, you know what's funny? I think our top fifty didn't have as many guards as we might think off the off the top of probably. our head. Uh, yeah, like, I feel like two for as for as great as so many of them are, like weirdly feels thin. Yeah, but that's also because a lot of the guards or the people we think of as guards weren't ever really guards. Like Dominique yeah. Wilkins is a small forward, but people probably think of him like a guard, and he wasn't a guard. Um, you can even argue Tracy McGrady really wasn't a guard, but he was a he was yeah. a six seven shooting guard that played was really small forward. LeBron James is probably a point guard, but he played mostly forward in his career. Yep, it's like one of those weird Tim Duncan ones where we think he's the greatest power forward ever, but he actually played more minutes at center than power forward in his career. Yeah, shout out to Fabrizio Alberto knocking some of that down though. Fabrizio Alberto, um, but I want you to can finish, but yeah. continue. But I will say this. I think that Jordan, Kobe, Wade is probably the right three. The only thing that I will argue is that it's interesting how short Wade's peak really was. I think that's something – I think because he won that championship in 06, like three years after he came to the league, so we think he was like mm. the great – but at that point, he was still very good, but he wasn't – He was the number two the, on that team, like until the finals, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. And then when LeBron came, that's when his body started breaking down. So that was 2010. So that wasn't really that long of a time. Because then he played for Cleveland. He played for the Bulls. Like, people forget those parts of his career. Yeah, makes sense. (laughs) But he also – no, he went to the Final Four in college? Because Syracuse won that year, right? Yeah, that was the mellow year that they won. Yeah, that was the mellow year. I think it was Elite Eight. Final Four, I thought. Was it, it was, I thought it was Elite Eight, but it might have been Final Four. I thought it was Final Four. Let me, let's take a Shout look. But yeah, while I'm pulling that up, have you ever heard the story of the Eric Gagne versus Barry Bonds famous at bat? I think we talked about it on this podcast. Probably. But we're we going to talk about, about it, it again because it's a great story. So what uh, let's see. Uh, 2003. Yeah, no, Marquette was in there. Okay. So were the Horns and Rock Chalk Jayhawk. Yeah. Okay. Um, but yeah, the, the story for anyone that missed it on a previous episode where we more than likely discussed it or that hasn't seen it, <laughs> one, you can look it up online. I know he's talked about it in videos, but it, it had stemmed from like two years pre- or like a, an off season. I forget if it was the off season before or, but this is when they're both at their peak, both roided to the gills before everyone knew what that meant. But Eric Gagne is coming off. Or before we all pretended like we did. Yeah, that's a a better way. (laughs) Barry Bonds coming off an MVP. Eric Gagne is coming off a Cy Young. They're in Mm -hmm. Japan. Which is wild for a closer, people. Yeah. Like, that's insane. I don't It hasn't happened since, I don't think. Unless No, it hasn't. It hasn't happened since, no. Um, But so they're in Japan, I think it was, for an exhibition. And Mm -hmm. remember, these two are in the same division. Like, 
in like a blood rivalry. I was about to say, and it's the biggest rivalry of that division. Yeah. And so he, Bond's basically saying, well, will you ever pitch to me? And Gani's like, well, they're never going to let me pitch to you, first of all. Like, if the game's close, that's when I'm in. So I'm never going to pitch you. He's like, if I ever pitch to you and you're not the tying or go-ahead run, I will pitch to you. And lo and behold, the following season, that comes up. So the whole backstory to this, and if you watch the video, you can actually see Bonds kind of tip his helmet at Gagne, <laughs> like, okay, the, the agreement's on. And the agreement was Eric Gagne is allowed one off-speed pitch, all of that. And he's not allowed to throw his changeup, which was his most devastating pitch, which means it was going to be like a 69-mile-an-hour curveball, which Barry Bonds could send – I mean, the moon might be too close. Um, I was going to Pluto. Yeah. 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 Out to, out to the dwarf planets. Mm -hmm. Um, And it was like, I I think it was a couple, a couple inside pitches. Then he, he puts he just wastes the, the, the curveball. He's like, I'm not going to put this anywhere. You can hit it. And it was like, it was either in the dirt or like way outside and they're battling. And it was like an eight, somewhere between eight to 12 pitches. I don't remember. I my brain wants to say tw- like something on the upper end, but I also don't want to oversell it. Let's go 10. Let's go 10. Yeah, let's go 10. And so the, one of the second or third to last pitch, Barry Bonds hits a ball to Mars, but just foul. And at this point, like Eric Gagne is like seven straight fastballs in because <laughs> <laughs> he only knows that fastballs are coming and he ends up hitting a home run to seal it. Um, I imagine the Dodgers still won the game because it was a three nothing game and a two run homer. Um, and the Giants were kind of dog shit in Barry Bonds' tenure there. If you think about all of those the one World Series, the one appearance. World Series, yeah, like it's crazy how not great that team was. <laughs> yeah. Also, what's up with Dusty Baker's son? I shouldn't so, say dog shit. They were playoff teams, but they were never like teams that we thought were going to win. Yeah, at they, all. they were the bridesmaids. They, they were one of those bridesmaids teams. Like, yeah. They'll, they'll be yeah. in contention. You never really need to worry about them. They'll be in the playoffs, but we don't know if we're, they're contenders. Yeah, we'll see. In so, I, so 2021 National, uh, the National selected Darren Baker, Dusty's son, in the draft, yes. which is crazy. I didn't know that. I didn't know that. I, I knew like, he was playing college ball. But. but it's also one of those things that people got to realize that Gagne was one of the players that when they started really cracking, quote-unquote, cracking down on steroids – his career was literally over. Like yeah, it was, no, he was in like, Boston right around that point. Dude, it was like night and day. It was kind of like when Sammy Sosa went to the Orioles. It was like, yeah. this ain't the person who used to play. Yeah, no, he got sent to us, and then we sent him to Texas, I think, and he like pitched okay, but he wasn't yeah. Eric Gagne. Yeah. And uh, I will say he he, got like, his greatest contribution to the Red Sox was actually in 2018 in the playoffs when he was like – I don't know what our pitching staff was doing that didn't <laughs> notice this, but it was like, like Craig Kimbrell, our closer at the time was like really struggling and he mm-hmm. must've gotten in touch with him. So I was like, dog, you're tipping all your pitches. He's like, I can mm-hmm. see it through the TV, which means they can see it in the other dugout. And then I he was he lights also, out from there. I think he also uh, signed the biggest deal for a closer in history. I think it was like $50 million or something. Uh, like at that time. Yeah, do you think um, Darren Baker, Dusty's son, think JT Snow? For, I don't like, think anybody, saving I don't his think, life. I don't. I don't think anybody thinks JT Snow enough for his career for him I agree saving with that him. Too. More like JT Snow was nice. Um, let's see. 
it's so funny that these were like the huge deals like years ago. It's like it was uh, 2005. Dodgers Gagne agreed a $19 million contract. <laughs> like that's so crazy small now. Mm-hmm. And like that's not that's not per that's year. It's not a top 300. That, no, contract. but that's not per year. Yeah, no, that's like the contract. They're like, he'll get $8 million this year and $10 million in 2006. And then for 2007, they have a $12 million option with a $1 million buyout. I was like, and that was the big money deal. And look at me. I was like, wasn't it like fifty million? Take 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 thirty. Adjust off for of inflation. That. Yeah. yeah, take thirty off of that. <laughs> yeah, let's, see, let's see the most he ever made in a year. Let's see. I'm gonna say it's like fifteen. What's the after I'll that? It might be like ten to twelve. Because I think he got another team right before he cracked down on steroids. Was, where it, he, was he it the Sox that we, we gave him he, the bag? He robbed somebody. Um. Let's see. You know what's crazy is you were like, no, nah, I'm pretty sure he got a deal for $50 million. I'm pretty sure. I, I don't know where it just went on this page. Career earnings. That's what I wanted. He didn't make $50 million in his career. That's crazy. <laughs> the year he won the Cy Young, he made $550,000. So, yeah, the most he ever made was $10 million in 06 with the Dodgers. And is this the Astros? Someone gave him $10 million. I, I think that's the Astros. I don't know. This logo like doesn't seem right, and it's also so small that I can't see it. But they gave him $10 million for his last year, despite being bad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, hold on. Let me, let me see this. But yeah, he's like, like he messed those... up his elbow like immediately when all yeah. that stuff happened. I remember. Yeah. I think he had – what was it called? Uh he had the elbow uh, thing that happens to pitchers. I think Tommy John. I think he had, yeah, I think he had Tommy John. By the way, dude, this doesn't get tied enough. It's crazy that there was an award called the Rollades Relief Reliever of the Year. Oh, I remember. I remember that because every time I play like MLB, Billy uh, Wagner won. Showed, yeah, Billy Wagner. <laughs> Shout out to Billy Wagner. I oh, know it was man. the Brewers gave him 10 mil his last year. See, to me, that franchise, I went to a Brewers game when I was in Milwaukee. Crazy time. Great experience. Amazing uh, stadium. Is it still but Miller Park? Not, I feel was, like they changed the name of that recently. And it ruined it, was, it used to be Miller Park. Yeah, I know. That's what I feel like. But like I feel like it got that, more corporate somehow. That's one of those teams where. American family feel. Nah. Nope, that sounds like nope, less of a party. Nope. Nope. <laughs> that sounds like a clammy. Um, <laughs> that's like one of those teams who will sign somebody for name recognition just to sell tickets because they have to. So yeah. I kind of get it where a small I, I market. I feel like it's gotten like slightly better. Like you went out and traded for Yelich and then gave him money to stay. Mm-hmm. Who did like, they? Uh, no, it wasn't. It was the Padres. They were the ones out here breaking bank yeah. in the last three years. They've been like throwing money. Like, fuck it. Yep. Yeah, no, and they, it's crazy they gave too because Machado the bag they gave. Uh, well, it's, it, the weird one is like who it started with. It started with um, Padres. Padres, of, of Padres haven't been good since Tony Gwynn. Yeah. Yeah, no, Brian like Giles real. was not carrying them. Oh, no, 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 no. What? All right, this is he a good great. question. He, I like Brian Giles, but. This is a good question for you. Give me one team in every major sport um, arena, a sporting, one team in every American sports league who you believe fan base deserves to win 
but you know they won't. Okay. I need to. <laughs> I feel like we've probably discussed this too, like weirdly. Um, I wouldn't be shocked. Okay, so I, I'm gonna. I, I need to find a list of all. Okay, so let me let me think if there's any that jump before I get like a list. If I really feel mm-hmm. like I'm getting stuck. Okay, so I'm gonna give one answer, and then I'm gonna give another answer for this sport, and you'll understand why. Seattle okay. deserves an NBA championship. Mark. Shit, that was gonna be my sleeper. I was gonna say I was gonna say the Supersonics, but you, God damn it! I literally, was, I was like, I know I was gonna go NBA last because he doesn't really care about the no, NBA. That was the first anymore. one I thought of. God damn it! Um, I was gonna be so slick. I was like, ooh, he's never gonna get this now. No, I, I, I know it's good. Same brain, same brain, man. Um, baseball. Who deserves a championship? Fan base deserves a championship. Um, the Mariners come to mind, but I don't think it's them. Who's had like real heartbreak? Orioles. <laughs> now they're just bad, though. That's different. But I said they're fans. I didn't say the franchise. The fans. Yeah, they don't have any. Um, <laughs> the Expos. Mm, Montreal's a good one because God knows that Tampa shouldn't be in Tampa. So move them on. No. I'd also go to – I'd go to Montreal like three times a year probably if, if the Red Sox and the Expos were in the same division. I'd be like, yeah, I, sure. just, I just found out that my grandmother had been to Montreal, Canada three times. For like real? literally she just told me – I was like, I've never even been again. She's like, I've been to Montreal like three times. We've got family up there. I was like, when have right, you – You're not divulging this one race. We'll go up to Montreal in like June. Listen, my name is Maurice. I can fit in so well with those French. Come on. Um, yeah, I, I know how to say all the ex- explicit stuff in French. Um, ooh, baseball is an interesting one because, like, baseball, I feel, I I, I feel like I'm thinking of a bunch where it's like, yeah, you're kind of, eh. but then baseball like, is the hardest just more recently. Baseball is the hardest one because it's clear that so many franchises are not even trying. So, like, you there's, there's that, no and thing. then there's also just like, I don't know, They're, do they have the most unique winners no. in like this millennium? No. They haven't been a repeat winner since 2000. I know, but no. Because even in this millennium, the star franchises usually have won almost all the championships. Yeah. So it's not like um, – I would say the NHL probably is the one where it's like the most unique winner. It's just like, how the yeah, fuck does that yeah, happen? Yeah, that's true. Um, I, I don't know. It's an interesting one for the MLB because there's a few that come to mind. So I'll, I'll give a few, and then you may have a, a gut instinct on mm-hmm. who it may be. The Mets are one mm-hmm. where it's like, first of all, the last World Series they were in, here's a real stat. They had a lead for more than 90% of that series, and they you lost crazy. five games. I knew that stat. I don't know why. I, knew that <laughs> I think stat, I probably brought it up. I, I can't believe that stat Dude, is true. And I think, I, think they used, I think they talk about it all the time. There's a Subway Series. I think they yeah. talk about it literally. So every- that's the other reason is Mets fans are tortured souls. A lot of them are Jets fans. Mm-hmm. Like, and – there's the being in a major market, not winning, while also having a local rival who wins all the time. All the time. <laughs> like it's so different if you're a local rival. One, kind of wins. I, I do think, like, I, I feel like on social media, Brewers fans that maybe just in the circles that I, people I follow like got really loud. They love Brewers, dude. So, they, like, the Brewers are up there for me. Like, the Mariners have a really diehard, awesome fan base. It's just a West Coast team, so people don't yeah. care. Um, All right, so wait, wait, that was three, right? I'm going to give you my three because you okay. – that, 
Because my three, I have three as well. Yeah, I'll go so the Mets, Mets, Brewers, Mariners. So the Mets was one of mine, but you know, Phillies fans, so I'm biased. I'm like, fuck them. But like, I really yeah. do kind of feel for them. That's definitely. Well, I, I said fuck them because their last championship was against the Red Sox. So <laughs> I mean, double fuck them then. Yeah. <laughs> the other one, though, my second one is the Braves. How many times have they been so close in yeah, literally one last like, year? But this is the thing, though. When you've been that close that many times, I don't think one does it for you. Like, okay. it was different. See, see, I thought of them for that reason. So the, the Indians actually will be another one. Okay, you gave him four. I'm giving four then. So those are the first two. No, I'll swap out my Mariners because I already went Seattle. Okay. I think the other one is the White Sox because of the Black Sox scandal. Mm, that's another because one's greatest, not enough thing. They're, no, because their greatest – I know they won recently-ish enough, but, like, their but greatest – no one remembers team, that one. And their greatest team can't even be recognized. Yeah. And, and you're and sharing like, – like The baseball world was still hungover. And, again, this is obviously coming from a place of bias – I feel like the baseball world was still super hungover that the curse of the Bambino ended the previous year. And like, it mm-hmm. didn't matter who won in 05. Yeah. They didn't get the respect they deserve, but this is also something too. They got to share an entire state with probably the most beloved franchise in all of baseball. Cause people love Fly the Cubs. W, we don't even care about the, yeah, like people w. from other cities love the Cubs as if Shout like Joe Huber, by the way. And then my, my, my sleeper pick because it's a Philly bias, the A's. I need to see the A's clinch chip, man. I and Marshawn Lynch loves him. So and Oakland. I, okay, is like, that's a good point. I, I I would feel stronger about supporting that take if they at least got a different stadium. But that's how why I say I, that's why they're my. But that they do deserve like anyone like you know who deserves it is like people like Dallas Brady. Where it's like think about this. You, you grew up in Stockton. You, you think grew about up being an A's fan. You became an A. But, but think you're, about you're this now too, on though. the broadcast. Think like, about this too, though. They literally have no other teams. Yeah, that's like they crazy. The Raiders. Well, well, that's why. That's what the Mariners came. I was like, they just want something to support. But and they, they had the well, they had the, the Seahawks, Seahawks, they had the Sounders. Yeah, they had this. The Seahawks got a chip though, and they went to two almost back to backs. They did go to back to back. I mean, I mean, I'm about to say back to back chips, but they almost got like the back to back chips. Oh. So it's like one of these. It's, but it's one of those things where, like, I look at Oakland and I'm like, they literally have nothing to root for. And, and it's just the city itself could benefit from that. Yeah, because think about they can't even get a stadium. That's how fucking fucked yeah. up that, that whole situation is. Yeah. That's they a, should just that's... move back to Philly. Move back to Philly, A's. Let's go, baby. Yeah. Yeah, y'all, y'all need the help, so. We don't need the help, man. We just want to do do y'all a service by Add offering some more else. alternatives. Um, okay, so let me let me think. So the other NBA one. It's, it's got to be the Knicks, right? Mm-mm. No? They don't care Nothing. enough. You know why? You know why? Because they're so pretentious that, like, they, yeah, they still think they're all that. And that's the thing. You got to humble yourself. I, 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 you need to find that balance between, like, they've fully given up, yet they're still fully committed. Oh, I got it. I know the one. Okay. Well, let me, let me think. I think it's an obvious one, too. Because we've been through East this. or West. Only West. I think we've been through this. Like, what is it? Thir- 13 teams have ever won a champ- NBA championship. <laughs> like, it ain't really. No. I feel like Memphis deserves a chip. I think it would be dope. But I think yeah. there's a fan base that literally deserves it even almost as much as the Supersonics. I think it's like 1A and 1B. Minnesota. No, fuck them. No Pelicans. No. <laughs> Kings. Oh. Uh, Dude, they, they got fucked over too. 
Dude, when they when they did you see the sons they made for Sabonis? They they literally were on the when he when he got into Sacramento, they was like welcome to hell Sabonis. Dude, the sign said welcome to hell Sabonis. Like that's literally what they were. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's one step too far. Like I also want them to have fun. Like Dude, and think about it. The, the early 2000s Kings were so much fun. They were awesome. They were some of the best teams we ever had as kids. And then nothing. And they got robbed in the playoffs against the Lakers. Yeah, which is just like the rich take from the poor. Like that, that was the Robin Hood of series. <laughs> Dude, and they're in the same state. So think about this. Golden State's above them. Lakers are below them. And they're just in the middle wallowing. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> they have one. Yeah, and that's the only team they have. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I, yes. I do think that's that's an interesting one, too. Yeah, it's like I look at it, it's like, I don't feel any type of desire for Oklahoma City to win a championship. No. And you know what's crazy about this, too? Think about this. Also, I would, I would be resentful if they won a championship. Think about this. I agree. Think about this, though, Ivan. Think about this. Wrap your head around this. Okay. The Kings are the only professional sports franchise Sacramento has because the Monarchs folded. They couldn't even keep a WNBA team. That's how fucked it is out there right now. Yeah, that's tough. That's insane. Yeah, it's like, but I, I feel like it's like, you know, I even look at, like, Phoenix, eh. like I, I love the Suns, you know, but I, I don't feel like there's also like when you had that one shot, that one opportunity, and then you get robbed. Yeah, because you know, as a small market, you only really get one. The city of Canton has more championships than that. The city Dude, of Rochester, insane. New York, has more. yeah, they do. Like it's 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 cr- and and like, like there's another. like five different cities that have NBA championships that don't currently don't have an NBA exist. team. Yeah, don't, don't even but, Let's go through. San Diego. The Nationals. Providence. Syracuse. Yep, Syracuse is no <laughs> I haven't even gotten there yet. Akron. Yes. Buffalo. Mm-hmm. Canton. Oh, the sorry. Six. I'm looking. Oh, that was NFL. I apologize. Let me go back five. to the NBA one. Louisville. Still five. Louisville. Six. Syracuse. Squires. Does St. Louis have one? Uh, Salt Lake City. You know, I'm going from least to most. Salt Lake oh. City. So they have a team still. Rochester. They don't have a team. Because St. Louis used to be the Squires. That's where Dr. J played. Indianapolis has a few. They still got them. Yeah. That, well, yeah. St. Louis, I know, is going to be higher on the all. This is like all cities. How many oh, they got. All, all so I was looking at just like. Because that, that's part of how I was trying to identify without like knowing the teams off all the teams and like looking at logos. Like, what city also needs one? Cause also, because like, that's the other thing. Like, like you said, every Knicks fan is a Yankees and Giants fan. Yeah. Fuck them. This is what I'll also say though. Sacramento also has what three players on an all swag team. And it's just like, how do you maybe, fuck maybe a few team? on the all clear? Oh, they, it's not even almost. Do you mean maybe a few? The headliners are Larry Bird and Jason Williams. Like I don't like, like I don't know what you're talking about here. It's, Randy Moss gets a free. We're saying Rand, Randy gets a courtside seat, right? Come on, you Jay know Will? that's the yeah. case. And no, he's not getting a court. He's playing. He played with Jay Will in high school. He's suiting up. But it, is he clear? He might be dog. You hear his, his name accent? is Eugene. His, his middle name and, is Eugene. And, and his or accent. It, no, it's just Gene, right? Randy. Uh, either Gene. way, either way. When else have you seen a black man named Gene? Randy Gene Moss. I see. <laughs> and he lived he in New England and Minnesota. And if you listen to his accent, you don't know he's black. You have no clue he's black if you just heard him talk. All right. Can and Chad Pennington see- come too? Well, let's get to Trey. And, 
and not for nothing, his kids are mixed. I feel like when you got mixed kids, you can go to either side of the race you draft. Okay, I'm with it. All right, so we're saying NBA Sacramento. Mm-hmm. Let, let's come to a consensus. NBA Sacramento. Mm-hmm. Well, it's Seattle, but Sacramento's yeah. the the default next option. Mm-hmm. Where are we narrowing baseball? I'm a, you know your number one. I'm, I'm changing my number one. My number one is the A's. Okay. My number one is the A's. I'm, I'm you have a whole if there's any of the made, ones that I said that I want to fight hard enough for. You you have a whole movie made and people don't even realize you didn't win. Like, you know how crazy that is? Like, you have a movie about not They also winning. made the worst seeming. Also, also, by the way, RIP Jeremy Giambi. Yes, former um, Philly NA. And Red Sox. Yeah, man. I used to rock with Jeremy Giambi. He always was like one of my DH hitters that I used to pick up when we did fantasy. I'm, I'm, I'm a little concerned about the circumstance. I think it. 47. At his parents' house, too. And he, had he had killed a, himself. They said it, it. Oh, they did say? Yeah, it came out that he killed himself. Yeah. Okay. I, I didn't know if it, it seemed like it was suicide or overdose or both. But. First time I read it, though, I thought he might have had like heart failure because of all of the stuff they were doing back then. And, you know, that shit just affects your body so much. And a lot of these baseball players usually look worse when they retire, as opposed to like football players who tend to look better. Mm. So, like, I wouldn't have been shocked if it's like, oh, you're eating like a bunch of red meat, you're off the sauce, all that kind of stuff. And it just your heart just crapped out. But when I heard more about the story, I was like, oh, I think he might have pulled the plug. Yeah, which is, which is unfortunate. You know, it's always terrible to see someone with demons that can't overcome them. Wait, wait, before we continue down this yeah. road about the sports one, do you think that humans would rather have people saved who have those demons or watch them? Because I believe we rather watch the demons because it produces art, it produces thoughts. It produ- like, I, I don't think that we as humans do enough to step in, I think we like to watch it all unravel, and then we at the end we be like, "That's fucked up." And it's yeah, like, "Oh, that's crazy that we didn't see the mm-hmm. signs." Yeah, no, I think you're, I think you're right. We because I love Kurt Cobain. Yeah, we, but you we can't tell me nobody knew. by the art. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. You can't tell me nobody knew he was on the Chester, like, like, yeah, Robin Williams, yeah. all of that kind of stuff. Sorry, but sports Kings A's is my pick for baseball. What's your What's the one you want to fight for? My, the other thing, because I said what Mets, Mets, Brewers, and I went Mariners, or, or, or I switched it to the A's, I think. So Mets, yeah, Brewers. My other sleeper was the Blue Jays because they had so many swag players, and it's just they just were not really that good, except for the ones. Yeah, but I, I hate their fans, so I'm not giving them any credence. I mean, I can't, I can't root for them because of back to back cover art. You know what I'm saying? Like that's just. Yeah. Um, right. So I'm thinking about last titles too. So the A's won in '89, the Mets won in '86, the Brewers have they won? I don't think the Brewers have a championship. Only World Series appearance came in '82. Only only one of six that have never won. Mm-hmm. What's crazy is they won the ALCS. So like they switched <laughs> they switched leagues. Uh, I'm I'm okay to give give us the A's. You, you, you know heard Marshawn. You heard Marshawn. You took the Raiders. The Warriors are moving. You better not touch the A's. Yeah. <laughs> shout out to the two hundred nine. Shout out to shout out to Oaktown as well. Oaktown. All right, which sport you want to go to next? Let's go NHL, man. Let's NHL? Go NHL. I would love to know your thoughts on this one. Um, because I know the way I'm leaning, but I have one in mind. 
I, 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 I kind of want to talk myself out of it. <laughs> it might be the same one I'm thinking. <laughs> I think it literally is the same one I'm thinking. I, I'm going Philly. Same. I think the fly, I think we deserve a chip, man. Because I think I think it's something, and I think people have forgotten this. I think I've always thought Philadelphia is a hockey town first. I can see that. I can hundred percent see that. And this town bleeds orange. Yeah, like 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 when it's like the same. Like Boston's the same way to a degree. Like mm-hmm. when, the, when the Bruins are in the cup or like fighting for the cup, the same thing with the Rock with the Sox. Like the town's different. Like it, there's a different feel than when it's the Celtics or even the Patriots the last couple of years. Like the Patriots were like it just happened, so we had to get up for it. Yeah, there's like, and I think part of that comes with desire. Like before the Bruins last uh, Stanley Cup, it had been 40 years as an original mm. six franchise. Yeah, uh, obviously people know the the heartache of of Red Sox before 04. It's like there's a certain like emotional heartbreak piece of it that makes you love the team even more when they have a chance yeah but like i think i don't want it and that's why i want to talk myself out of it <laughs> but and i fully understand that as a philadelphian yeah right can, you know th- this is what we do we, we we keep it real and um, and to add to your point about you're trying to talk yourself out of it we as philadelphians know Nobody is rooting for us to win anything. And the little bit of joy people get from us winning is quickly stomped out by how people feel about the fans. Yeah. Like, that's just what it is. But, like, the Broad Street bullies coming back will be awesome. Dude, it'll be awesome. Dude, we won 70. Just for the sport. We won in 1974 and 1975, went back-to-back, which is one of only 18, I believe, to ever go back-to-back. Is Bobby Clark still alive? Huh? Is Bobby Clark still alive? I think so. Good for him. Yeah, Yeah, I think so. Still kicking at but 72. Like, but Snyder just passed like three years ago, and he was the architect of the team, purchased yeah, it, got this whole bully like, mentality. That was also, you know, speaking of the fan base, that was a bad look for them. Why do you like, say that? The wristband shit. Remember all that? No, I don't remember. What. So they did a, a night honoring Schneider and gave everyone commemorative wristbands, and like a period in, they're all throwing them on the ice because the Flyers were losing. It's like, I get your Philly sports fan, but like, Keep the commemorative wristbands on. <laughs> All right, so I got I got to push back a little bit. I didn't remember that, but like I will push back a little bit because Schneider kind of created that bully mentality where like we don't take no shit. So like for me, it's like don't take no shit from this team just because it's the night that I'm being honored. Yo, push back. What the fuck are we doing out here? I feel like he would have felt warm inside about this. Like, yeah, I will say fuck. like I, I also just there's something about hockey that like brings the emotional side of sports out because especially like. When it matters, like there's no sport more electric to watch, like hockey. Dude, there's no sport. I, my personal opinion, there's no sport better to watch in the Olympics and in playoffs than than hockey. Yeah, but like it, it, I remember watching Flyers playoff games with my roommates in Philadelphia at St. Joe's, and my buddy goes, you know, this is when Steve Mason was the goalie. He goes, Steve Mason, he saves everything, (laughs) and I literally turned to him. I go, dude. The Flyers are losing 2-1. And he's like, <laughs> he well, he saves everything he can. <laughs> I was like, and that's that's the summation of emotional turmoil of playoff hockey. It's outside, like, out, outside of Canada, and I would like your opinions as a Boston person. Okay. Outside of Canada, I don't think that there is an NHL franchise that had a better alter ego than the Bullies. I don't think so. 
I think that that's like the one where it's just like, how do you not fucking love this this toothless, non helmet wearing team that's just out here trying to get body bags? Like that's like they're like yeah. we are coming through to get body bags. Um. Yeah, I mean, like I know what was it, it was it was never as good. It was like the, the big bad Bruins that was ours. Mm-hmm. Um. Because, you know, alliteration always works. Strange Street, Broad Street, Bullies work. Yes, 100%. <laughs> so, like, yeah. that – that, but I think ours was a little after year, so it also loses some of that luster. Um, and the rules change when it happened. Yeah. Like, we, we were, like, one of those last teams that was, like, out here renegading shit. Also, can we just talk about how funny it is that the Toronto Maple Leafs haven't won a championship in, like, a million years? And they still have the most, don't they? No, the Canadians do. Oh, I'm the Canadians, too. Yeah, I knew that. Yeah, they back to suck. The Canadians went like eight straight, didn't they? Or something crazy. <laughs> yeah, no, they're the Yankees. They have more than the Yankees do. No, but I think they went like eight straight. I think they went like <laughs> the, the Maple Leafs have. Um, wait, hold on. Uh, the last time they, the Maple Leafs even appeared in the Stanley Cup finals was 1966 67. That's an original six franchise. You know what's crazy about that? They have the best jerseys out the original six, in my opinion. Nah, fuck them all. Um, <laughs> the other one that I, I would throw out there, but just I just don't, I, and I don't know. This may be this may be a slight and, and a little assumptive because I know some of them really care. The Arizona Coyotes have never been in the Stanley Cup Finals, and they've been in the league for 41, 42 years. I I personally I can speak to this. You know, as a native Arizonian, um, I think. The reason why Arizonian, sir. Arizonian, right? Ain't no why. And when you speak in Philly slang, it is. Um, I <laughs> classic <laughs> slang of Arizona. <laughs> you know what they I say about Tempe in those Philly accents. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think this. This is my hot take about that. Okay. Any sports franchise that exists in a place where you can't play that sport naturally mm. probably don't deserve to win. Yeah. Although they have some fire jerseys. Oh, they have their top 10. Yeah. Easy. Easy top 10. Yeah. The only not, reason not, they're not, not the like new, top five. Not, not the new white and red ones, but like no, the, the, OGs, the, the, like the robot, the robot dog looking one. Dude, the robot dog. The like OG, the, Ro- the Jeremy Roenick ones. The Roenick ones. The Roenick ones. Yep. The OG maroon joints. Like all yep. of them are super fire. But like the only reason they're not top five is because before they brought back the throwbacks from this year, I mean to this year, they had some bullshit. I was like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think uh, the Flyers. I think Flyers is top five hockey uh, uni. It's classic. Ever. It's a classic look. It's so good. And it's. I mean, I mean like, how many almost teams? all the almost all the original six are pretty classic. The spoke key is good. The the orange yeah. is just so strong. That's what I was going to say. Like, how many professional sports team main color is orange? Like, that's like a really that's like a really rare club. Bengals. Like it has to be Bengals. a tiger usually. <laughs> yeah, we just got. It was like we we like orange. It's like make the, the Browns, orange. but that doesn't count. Yeah, the Browns isn't even it's like burnt. It's like kind of like it's kind of like Texas. Yeah, it's like a hard orange. Like, I mean, yeah. again, this is because I've been in an F1 brain is like McLaren. That's what that's what their look is. It's mm-hmm. like the papaya orange. Mm-hmm. And that I, I literally was in Walmart today and I stopped and bought an orange hoodie literally tonight. So like, that's eleven dollars. And that is bright. And I like it. Dude, it catches you. Orange is yeah. just like it's a al- it's alarming almost. It's like what's going on? Yeah. Well, what other teams do? I mean, the Orioles. Like the Orioles have a strong, strong jerseys. The Giants, the Giants. Oh yeah, the San Francisco Giants. Yeah, yeah, but that's not 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 the New York Giants. I was like, (laughs) like, the Giants. 
But I wouldn't the even Suns say that. Like, like the Suns' say, orange jerseys always look good. But I will say this, though. I don't the, – the Giants is an interesting one because, to me, I think – That's, that's like not a primary. Third, yeah, it's not a primary. I, yeah, I think it's like their third or fourth colors. Like, but I'll okay. say when, when the Suns come out in their orange jerseys – Oh, fire. But, like, fire. Those, those oranges also look better than Knicks orange. Oh, the Knicks orange is terrible, dude. Yeah. That shit is awful. The Knicks – New York – New York sports as a whole – the only reason they don't have the worst jerseys of any state is because of the Yankees. Yeah. Literally, the only reason. And, almost, and is that really even a sports thing, or has it just become it's such a staple in fashion? But I think that you got to include it because the mafia, the pinstripes, like all that. I think it's okay. just embedded in America. I, that's what I'm – right, because that's the thing. It's like it's almost the hat more than the uniform to me at this point. I think – see, that's, what's, that's a very interesting point. I think that the hat – is more iconic than the actual uniforms. But when you're talking about sports uniforms, there might not be more iconic uniforms than theirs. Like the Yankees- I, mean, I want to be able to just prove you. I don't know if I have one. The Yankees got people through the depression. Like that's, that's just- And they put embedded. a lot of people into, into depression, so. Not wrong, but you got to give some to take some. And but, I think uh, that- the thing about the Yankees one, though, is, too, that you can't really fuck it up. Like, that's the thing. Like, it's like. Yeah. Well, look, they good. have, like, and they're better than the team, I'm going to say. I'll even concede that. It's like the Celtics, where it's like, anytime they're like, oh, do like New Jersey's. And everyone's like, they didn't really change it. And it's like, well, you can't. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. like, there's a certain level of a classic look that you're just not mm-hmm. allowed to touch. Except I think they, I think y'all dropped the ball by not doing more with the banner jerseys. I've really fucked with those jerseys. Yeah, those are strong. I, I feel like I feel like strong. everyone's still like unsure about more Celtics jerseys. It's because y'all. Oh, made, what's the like, score right now? The score is smack ski. Y'all have brought thirty fucking six points. Love to see it. <laughs> this is what we do. Yeah, you know, I've been I've been uh, watching the Celtics more. You know, I'm gonna tune in now so that my record is two and zero when watching games this year. So NHL, what team? <laughs> so, no, Philly, Philly for sure. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm right there. I, I, I just wanted to pull up like the the OG six and their current jerseys. Original six. six, yeah. The original six, yeah. Jerseys. It's like I feel like all of those are always strong. Like the Rangers look is even really cool. Um, I think the Rangers are what the Giants were trying to do. Yes. Like, because the other beauty, and I, I say this as something that like doesn't really like the Rangers, but like what I really like about theirs is they do it in a way where they're the only sport that can do it that way. Does that make sense? Like, I don't think any sport could have diagonal lettering. The way hockey can. I think soccer could do it. I think soccer could you do think? it. You think? There's something so untucked. weird about that angle. Like, I but don't it has know to be, what it is. It has to be untucked, though. You know what I mean? Like, it has to be like, we, we all going into this game, nobody's tucking their fucking jersey. Yeah. We're all going untucked. Yeah. But you're right, though. That might be the only major sport where it's just like, that makes sense. Then uh, OKC does it, too. I don't. I don't think it looks as good, yeah, but it, it works. Look good. It does work though. Yeah, it, you, I'll, I'll take your word for it. I don't know. I've definitely seen those jerseys. I can't think. It's of the, it's the blue and white ones, like the ones that's like darker blue, but with the jersey is mostly white, and it just says thunder. 
on one side. Is it is it straight down or across yeah. diagonal? Oh, straight down. See that I think is easier because you can throw a number and stuff. Yeah, I, I think we're because you can't put a number on a jersey that has a diagonal straight. Yes, you can you put it on your top shoulder. But I feel like that'll be swag. Ever, if the be, Rangers, but I don't like think a, they would ever do that. Like uh, not not, not the, like the Rangers might. I don't think any other sport would take the, that much marketing away from the player. If that makes sense. Ooh, I got one. I got one. Okay. What if they did this? Diagonal name, your name over your shoulder instead of your number. So like when your fa- when the jersey's on the front, you know that's McGovern. Like, like, like that the could call, be like Ill. the collarbone out type thing. Yeah. That could be sick. I can see that. That could be ill because think about it. All little jerseys that you sell, but that have no name or no name or number on the back. Now you can still sell those same jerseys for like a similar price, but now you actually have a player. That'd be an interesting one. I don't I I'd have to see it. Like, I, I'm worried that that's, like, somehow too much letter. This is what I would do, though. I would do it as if it's a sponsor. You know how you got the block, and then yeah. inside of the block, you say the sponsor? That's what your name would be. Okay. That would be sick. Okay. I, I can see that. Because we already do these fucking sponsors that suck. Like, I don't want a jersey yeah. sponsored by Bumble. Like, General what the fuck Electric. Is this? Yeah. What is this? Good I, I, Oh, I know we got a new one. I forget who it is, but. General Electric. Dude, I, I'm so against it. I'm against that. I love. I love. I love soccer. I'm, like, I'm against it unless it really makes sense. Like I'm Charlotte unless, having Jordan there, cool. I'm against it unless it's a business in that in that state. Orlando having Disney, cool. I mean, Cleveland having Goodyear makes sense. Yeah. Like, like, I, I think, I think uh, the Celtics having good uh, General Electric made sense with that, but it was also like that. We can't find something better. Get Wahlburgers for all I care. Like do something else. <laughs> the Sixers need. They should have the Philadelphia. Art they bumble. Is that what they have? The Clippers did. Is that owned by Bomber oh. or something? I don't know. It's like and I, I don't. Say I don't think so because a woman, a woman invented, a woman invented Bumble. Oh right, so of I course. Don't, yeah, I think it's yeah. in Texas though. Like that makes no sense. Exactly. It's just like who gave us the most money? Yeah. See. I, see. I think there needs to be a reason. Like, I think Philly should be either a cheesesteak place or the Philly Art Museum. Ooh, no, you definitely can't do cheesesteaks because that would get way too political. No, I was going to say, what if it's just like a cheesesteak? <laughs> like, it's just like, like, it's like a little little clip of a cheesesteak and the cheese is dripping down the jersey. I don't, I don't totally hate that. Or, or it should be a soft pretzel. Oh, on the ants? Ooh, mm, I just bought those for my students. Uh, oh, what about just Wawa? I don't want to fucking goose on my jersey, though. What if it just said Wawa? <laughs> what about hers? What about hers? What if it was Hershey's? Because Hershey's is in Pennsylvania. Yeah. And you got the will. And it could be and it could be dope. It could be like that, like the metallic from like the kisses. What well, what if that it, could be what, what, what's Will call his studio? Is it Overbrook, Overbrook Studios? Overbrook Productions. I mean, I would That'd sign up for that. Yeah. For sure. <laughs> But the, but then but then it'd be weird because we don't fucking play in West Philadelphia. <laughs> yeah, but, but you used to practice there. But the New York places pretend like they play in New York and they play in Jersey, so I guess it all works out. Yeah. No. Um, speaking of which, what what have you left out? The NFL. NFL's the last one. I got my pick. Can I go first? Yes. My pick is the Dallas Cup. Man, fuck them. It's the fucking <laughs> Buffalo Bills. Hands down, done. They jump yeah. through fucking tables, man. Like, even, <laughs> like even even being in the division, I don't want them to ever win. But yes, it, it is. The only one that's up there is the Browns. 
And I carry some mm-hmm. bias with that, with uh, having tailgated with them and just like seeing when they're good people. Can the I, Bengals can I are interject? in there now, yeah, but you know, I, I think I think that the Browns are tied for second with the Jets. Those fans, fuck, I, I I agree. Fuck the Jets, but those fans, we're not. Remember, it's not about the team; it's about the fan base. Yeah, no, those fuck. fans are so loyal, and I'm like, Jets why? You, yeah, yeah, because they could have been switched to the Giants if they wanted to. Literally, it's the same. Yeah, no, they're just right. dumb. Like, like there's a dip. There's a point where like you're just dumb. That's what I think about the Lions fans. They might be up a good answer. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, at this point, just Detroit. Go to no, go to Green Bay. Go go roof of the pack. No, no, I'm just saying, there. like, who deserves a championship in all four sports? Detroit. Yes, Detroit everything. Detroit versus everybody. They deserve we let the dude. We Detroit was our number one economy in America, and we let them go bankrupt. America oh, yeah. don't give a fuck, dog. We don't we don't respect they, anything that's not a winner. They have a major city that doesn't have Ivan. water for the last decade. I even think about this, dog. America loves winners so much that when Ford left Detroit, we let them go bankrupt. Yeah, fuck them. <laughs> we don't let airlines go bankrupt. We're like, no, we can't do that. We was like, no, you gotta yeah. earn, you gotta deserve, you gotta deserve this win. You gotta earn this W. They don't got water. All I got is Eminem's the only thing that's keeping them alive in Detroit. I'm pretty sure if M left, because Motown is gone, uh, Ford is gone. Eminem is literally keeping Detroit's lights on. He's the Akon of Detroit. Speaking of which. Where does Before that rank? To the halftime show. Before yeah. We go to the halftime show. Before we do that. Okay. Tomorrow's Wednesday. The sixteenth. Yes. Will we be in an, a world war starting tomorrow? Um, I hope not. I feel like that'll make my work day busier. I didn't say what you hope. It's what you think. So fill me in on what I've been ignoring about. I know Russia and Ukraine are having issues as per usual. So what, what's what's good? Good well, beast. from what I know, and once again, I didn't study this, but I just looked into it. I wouldn't say briefly, a little bit more than briefly, I would say. The Ukraine got rid of their nukes because they promised to, to not join NATO, which is America, basically. Right. They got rid of their nukes. And when they got rid of their nukes, Russia was like, well, you don't got nukes. So we coming, <laughs> we coming back to take this shit over. And because because Ukraine was the, the capital of the USSR. So when they when they succeeded, when they was like, no, nah, we're not going to do this Russia thing anymore. I'm pretty sure Russia still had a hard on form. And I'm pretty sure this is like Putin's like baby. They like, still oh, want Kiev. This is going to be my legacy is getting Ukraine back. So the fact that if Russia invades Ukraine, America has to step up and actually fight Russia because they got Ukraine got rid of their nukes because they said that they would be protected by America. So it's one of those things where it's just like I hate this shit. Wait, wait, wait. That's the name of this episode. <sighs> I hate this shit. <laughs> <laughs> like I, I'm, I, I find myself. I like to think I'm a fairly empathetic person. <laughs> Stop fucking fix, fixing other people's issues <laughs> to a certain oh. point. That is hilarious. I hate this shit. <laughs> I, I, I just, I, I hate that we think we're the world's big brother. 
Like, well, like we just said, like Flint hasn't had clean water in a decade. <laughs> what are we doing getting involved in nuclear wars? <laughs> Can we take care of home first? Ah, <laughs> oh, I'm getting cramps in my stomach. Oh. <laughs> We're getting a workout in tonight. Oh shit, that was that's hilarious. I like that was I that agree. was just like a guttural pure from the heart take right there. <laughs> I, I, I don't know how better to say it. I agree. This shit is all nonsense. And like the fact that like President Biden's calling Putin being like, hey, don't do that. And Putin's like, okay, we won't do it. And then hanging up. When have you ever believed a Russian? Like, when have you ever been like, you they said they're gonna chill? Uh the, the last time I believed a Russian was Ivan Drago saying, if he dies, he dies. Yes, 100 percent Visceral reaction, like, oh, he's for real, for real. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's crazy, man. And, like, <clears throat> apparently they were supposed to remove their troops. <laughs> and, like, I saw, didn't read the article, but I saw, like, a New York Times uh, headline that was, like, they have not really moved any troops. <laughs> it's just, like, they'll get to it. <laughs> <laughs> They're on a tape delay. You, um, you know, time zones and all. Dog, this is, cr- like, we could literally go to war tomorrow. Isn't that crazy to think? Do I get the day off if that happens? Like, no, because you know why? Because it's not on our land. No war has ever been waged on our land outside of Pearl Harbor being bombed. Oh, I don't. I, the market would have an interesting reaction to that, dude. I hope not. I, I just can, can we just get through like a couple normal days first? Like, is that right, too this much is my bias normal? coming out? This is my bias coming out. Full bias, transparency. Who the fuck's still afraid of Russia? Like, I'll be mean, sitting back, like, yeah, there's that too. Like, for like, honestly speaking, like, I get the whole mystique of it all back in the seventies and the the sixties, seventies, and eighties, and all that kind of stuff. Cool. Send Sly out there. <laughs> if I could change, and he could change, <laughs> then we all Life ain't all sunshine in Ukraine. <laughs> <laughs> like this shit is crazy to me, man. Like I'm sitting yeah. back, like, <clears throat> like some of this shit feels is, like an Onion article. Because the thing is, though, this is also what I think about. What allies do America really have? I think all of our allies are like fake allies. Like, hey, we, yeah, we, no, we're they on want your side. Our you dig me? That's I why I keep I, saying, let some people find out that survival of the fittest out here in these streets. You, you got to figure it out. Because if you don't figure it out and we have to figure it out for you, then we're doing ourselves a disservice. Like, I can't keep, if you got into a fight, like, you know, if we're together and you get into a fight, I'm jumping in. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That's fam. We got to be in this thing together. But if I hear you always getting into fights, at some point, I'm like, Yo, you got to get your ass beat, man. You got to learn to stop picking fights. <laughs> I, <agree. laughs> gotta, I love you, but like, yo, get your shit together. That's how <laughs> you got to. Yeah, fully agree. And I feel like with America, it's just like we'd be protecting people who I don't think will actually t- catch a bullet for us. I don't think France is going to step up and be like, you don't you be talking to America like that. Like, I don't think that's happening. I don't think Israel is going to be like, hey, man. That's America. We love America. I don't believe that's going to happen. Like, right. What, ha- what happens when your big brother gets knocked out? Do you keep fighting or do you drag his ass home and wake him up with smelling salts? Say, you know, yeah, it's like, uh, no, I don't know, you know, what, what you guys had going on. I got no issue with you. <laughs> Dog, I'm looking at this like, like the Diaz brothers. I don't see a Nick or a Nate out there. No, that's just down to scrap for the sake of scrapping. All, I see some WECs. I see some UFCs. I see some like, yeah. we'll, we'll ride I, I, with you. I, I see like Dominic Cruz where if it's fight week, yeah, he'll talk a big game. Yes. And then he's right back in the booth. Yes. 100%. <laughs> like, 
Like, like this shit. Well, the is thing is, already. you know, Russia attacked the U.S. and and you know now we're going to comment on that uh, developing activity. You know, or oh, we want to do something now. We're not doing that, dog. If Russia, I all right, I, just, I, I, I got asthma, <laughs> so I'm not going. I got flat feet, asthma, and a blood disorder. <laughs> Fuck that. Yeah, I'll do the five. My years name's like Ivan. Ali. I feel like that immediately discounts me. Dude, I'll do the five years like Ali. Fuck it. Like, <laughs> like, 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 nope, you got a conflict of interest. I was like, yeah, no, you're right. But peep this though, like no bullshit. I don't think America is ready for that type of smoke if something was to happen in America. No, we're frank. Like, I, really, I feel like I really feel like what 13 of our states are just waiting for a reason not to be part of America. Like I kind of feel like they're like. If it pops off, dog, I got enough guns in my backyard. I'm leaving. Like, yeah, I think we Texas already got a flag. I think Mississippi's out. Texas out. Florida might be out. I think, like, I feel like Low-key part Florida of Georgia. I, oh, I've been, I've been trying to get that to happen. I think part of Georgia's trying to figure out how they can sell Atlanta. Like, I feel like <laughs> shit is, like, it's bonkers right now. Yeah, no. I, I mean, Texas is the only state that's – they still think they're a country, and I say that as someone that lived there. Like mm-hmm. they have some beers down there that say it's the national beer of Texas. No, that's real. Dude. And they're the only state that in their constitution is allowed to fly their state flag as high as the American flag. As as the American flag. And they're the only one that's in their like agreement with the country that they're allowed to secede. I'm going to keep it real. It's like, it's insane that that exists. Dude, I'm going to keep it real with you. If you told me that America's at war, if I got a text from you tomorrow, like, yo, America's at war. And then I get another text that says, don't worry, the Dakotas are on it. I'm leaving, dog. I'm out the game. What, like, 14 people? <laughs> dog, the Dakotas is right? No, dog. What, what, we wake up the boys on the on the rush on Mount Rushmore and, like, got four more? Dog. <laughs> like, that'll be crazy. Like, think about all of the states that we don't want to fight. It's a lot more than the ones we want to fight. Yeah. Like, I want Texas on my side because Texas is wild yeah. and they have more guns than the rest of everybody else. Like, I need Texas on the side. And, and we got we got, like, cattle and, like, yeah. Life. We got meat. What the what the fuck is Maine going to do if the war pops off? Give them granola? Catch some lobsters? Like, the fuck out. <laughs> yeah, like... They're going to be throwing lobsters out? We got, we got some moose out there, though. Huh? We got some moose out there. We got some lumberjacks. Listen, moose are fucking crazy. They're, they're terrifying and they're dinosaurs. But I also they're feel like huge. they're easy to scare. I feel like they're easy to scare. Yeah, but if you scare one, you're about to get fucked up. In my mind... Like, they don't spook, they kick. In my mind, though, Putin will come to America on a saber-tooth tiger. On a bear? <laughs> on a saber-tooth tiger. He'll, he'll resurrect ooh, the saber-tooth. Oh, okay. Wait, wait. Here, here's, a, here's an angle. We got dogs oh, on our side. Is it saber-teeth or saber-tooth? Saber-tooth. What do you, saber-tooth. What do you, no, I'm talking about what do you call multiple ones together? Is it saber-teeth or saber-tooths? I think it's saber-tooth tigers. So you go to S on the tigers? Yeah. Okay. But we got Dagestan. They're down to scrap with, with the Russian like oligarchs. Real with you. Ain't enough wrestling in the world for nuclear bombs. I ain't seen Khabib lose one yet. <laughs> I seen Khabib lose two, but we ain't gonna talk about it. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, uh-huh. that'd be an interesting one. That I, if I we just, go to war, all right, question another question: If we go to war, do we start out by bombing China just to let them know, like, hey, don't step into this shit? <laughs> like, yeah, do we, we're gonna do some reckless shit for sure. Or do we pretend like we're only fighting Russia? Because you know Russia ain't coming alone. Russia ain't doing this. Yeah, who's like, Russia got? Who's who, Let's say we're playing threes. They got China. China. 100%. They're, so, because they're both in Asia. Yeah. Both in Asia. They both hate America. They're both trying to figure out the way to cripple America. And China owns our debt. 
you got to be linked up. So where do you, (laughs) where do you drop the first bomb? (laughs) (laughs) All right, it's going to be fucked up. I couldn't get that out without laughing first. (laughs) You ready? It's going to be fucked up. You ready? Yeah. You go back to Japan. You'd be like, yo, I'm sorry we got to do this to you so we can remind China what could happen. Like, we got to, we got to, we got to, we so we're not too worried. We got to get you a one more time. Like, I get it. It was so fucked do, up. So, who, who, do we, who do we think might even feign interest in, in having our backs here? In our backs? Yeah. Everybody who I believe would actually have our backs are people I don't trust. Like, I think Canada would be like, we got you. Like, you don't have an army. Like, what? What are you gonna do? Give us maple mountains, syrup and the mounties? Yeah, yeah you're gonna give us maple syrup and mounties. Like, what, what is this? Yeah. I think Canada will have to have our backs because we're connected. They have yeah. to. It's not, it's not even really an option at that point. The one that I think is a sleeper that I think will try to look out is Mexico. Because Mexico, they we we supply them with all the guns, all the drugs, all like it's fucked up. But like I think that the the, the mafias in Mexico would be like, we ain't letting this shit happen. No, we need America. What you need, like I think that they will ban. And you know they're down to scrap. I don't know that the uh, Mexican boxing style works against nukes either, but I wouldn't be surprised if they have nukes. I feel like I don't trust some guerrilla guerrilla artillery. Dog, they put ten dead bodies in front of a politician's house who got into office like the day before because they didn't like them. Just outside the crib, like here's ten bodies. Let you know, like we ain't fucking around. Yeah, no, I I, mean, I, I think even in America, there's some sleeper states that you want fighting with you. Like Providence is one. Like you want Rhode Island too. I think New Hampshire is one too. Oh, for sure it is. Yeah, live free or die. Live free or die. We can't. They're easy with it. I'm ready to die for this. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. No. Like I've always said, if you give that motto to 46 to eight other states that don't border Texas or New Hampshire, and like just have like traveled through and seen the state mottos, they're all saying that's Texas. Real shit. I think Pennsylvania is going to be one of the more scrappier ones, man. I, I do too. No, so like we got like Rhode Island, like that state is still run by the mob. Yes, one hundred percent. Partially like, because I think nobody else wants it, but yes. Yeah, no, th- there's an argument there, but like <laughs> Connecticut, they're not getting shit done for us. No, they're too rich. They're yeah. too rich. They uh, might have already choked. They might have already switched sides. They're like, can we keep our money? What the yeah, fuck they're too busy money? just murdering people in mass amounts with yes. Purdue Pharma. Fuck. I think a place like Arkansas that nobody pays attention to is like we've been waiting for this. I feel like they gonna come out like Yo Samity Sam. The moment you gonna come out like Yo Samity Sam. What we doing? What we yeah. doing? Tennessee is gonna be a mix of really scrappy and like, eh, I just kind of want to stay on Broadway in Nashville and listen to music. But you know what's funny? I disagree. I think it'll be full scrap because country music is all about America. Mm. So they're gonna be like, nope. We get your pickup trucks, get your shotguns. We going to war. Yeah. It, It'd be, it'd, be, it'd be very funny and and totally deserved if the entire Native American community was like, fuck you guys. Nah. Yeah, <laughs> nah. Just nah. <laughs> nah, we good. I, we need you know, Texas, though. We need Texas. We need Texas. We need, we need Texas. Florida, because they're just all dumb and, like, too dumb and high on bath salts to know better. Do we start bombing? Do we start bombing the states who who trying not to fight? Do we be like Texas, you in, and they be like, we're thinking about it. Do we just drop them? Like, nope, just, no just thinking. Full on get move in. action. You just got to get in, get in, or get out. I, I hope not. It's a, that feels like a waste and <laughs> setting ourselves way back. But hey, it wouldn't be the first time that's happened, unfortunately. No. But yeah, you need you need a lot of that inner inner country stuff where it's like they've just been waiting for their big trip, mm-hmm. and they knew it was going to be military. I also think that we should treat this like sports to a degree. I want all the best athletes out of, 
you know, and this will be, there will be a racial undertone here. And I admit that, but like out of Chicago, Baltimore and like LA and Oakland and let's rock out and, <laughs> and, and like arm them with some real artillery. Uh, I know, I know at least five people in Philadelphia right now who could take down at least 20 each. <laughs> yeah. I know, I know at least five <laughs> yeah. and that's before you give them a gun. <laughs> they still out here using muskets and they can take down 20 yeah so i i think i think it's one of those things where it's like my thing with like soccer right it's like the pay to pay to play thing it's like yeah if you let you know some of these athletes from the inner cities that can't afford to play you just gave them basic access to soccer they'd be the we'd be the best team in the world we thought Bellatelli, Balotelli was like the, the next saving grace. We realized he is like LeBron who couldn't play basketball. Imagine you had LeBron. Yeah, and we do. Yeah. <laughs> so this, this is a question too. All right, if we were to go to war, right? Mm-hmm. If we were to go to war straight up and down, what's the first country we're cutting off? Like as American being like, nope, we, we focused on war. We can't help you anymore. Um, Like Syria. <laughs> Damn, the Syrians about to get cut off. I'll I, think of something I, like I the Virgin think, Islands. Uh, <laughs> I'm like, yo, dog, I, I didn't remember one that we've been involved in conflict seemingly more recently where it's just like, can y'all just figure it out for like a little bit and like hang on? Like, I feel like take, we've been there forever. Do we take back Guam? Do we be like, I know we gave it back, but listen, we need Guam back for, for military reasons. Yeah. Yeah. Who's going to stop us? Not wrong. <laughs> I'm surprised. I'm surprised we haven't took over Canada. Like I'm, I'm really shocked that we haven't been like, hey, listen, this is ours now. Do you think it's we because we're no too dumb to figure out like what parts British and what parts French? I think we're too dumb to figure it out in America. Yeah. <laughs> what do you mean you have universal health care? Are you saying New York, like in in England? Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean British Columbia? Is it like yeah, yeah. You, you have cocaine there? Did you say the Queen's English? Yeah. Is that but in Montreal, the they speak French. Dude, it would, you, you tell them you don't give your cows steroids? What, then what do you do with them? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what do you mean cage-free eggs? <laughs> you're telling me you're out here just giving away resources? Like, for free? Huh. <laughs> <laughs> Idiots. In my mind, in my mind, Canada is sitting on like the biggest bomb ever. And I think other countries know it. And it's they're just, just under ice. Where we're just pretending like, oh, Canada's just positive. Like they don't really want war. Yeah. And they're just like, we got the we got the winter soldier. I feel like Canada might actually have a winter soldier. Yeah. And just hockey players who always want to fight just for fun. Like just to keep just to stay warm. Any country who has free health care and people who still walk around with no teeth, that's a crazy place, dog. Like, you know how crazy that is? Where it's like, yeah, yeah we like, can like fix that's your That's a place teeth. where, like, probably. Well, what percentage of the population in Canada do you feel like hunts for all their food? Minimum 40%. Minimum. Yeah, I was going to say 30, and that felt low. I think minimum 40, and that's because we're not even in- including the indigenous Inuits or so stuff like that. We're including, yeah. like, the people who have Can- Canadian passports. Right. We're not competing to people in, like, sovereign land. Like, if you add those in, that's like 60. Yeah, I agree. Especially because I think the average person in Canada who doesn't hunt still knows how to hunt, skin, yeah. debone, all that stuff. They just choose not to do it. Or they just like live in Toronto. It's like that's now an effort to go do that. Exactly. We're like the average person in America don't even know how to buy groceries without going. Like, they don't know how to brew their own coffee. They don't know how to make soup. Yeah. You know how crazy that is? Like, like yo, <laughs> we might broth and noodles and like some chicken. 
dude, and they'd be like, what is this? I'm like, a soup. What's this sorcery? <laughs> well, I mean, we got, what, 60% of the population that doesn't know how to season meat. That's a good. That's a big. That's a big call, man. We might need to. We might need to sacrifice some whites, man. You might need to just be like, "Yo, listen." It feels. It feels to, overdue. I, I kind of. I kind of agree. All right, frontline soldiers. Who we sacrificing? Florida. I think we need Florida in the back for, for like that second wave. Okay. Who know? Because this is why. This is why. Because they need to be in the back because they're going to see everybody in front of them die. They still going to run towards it. Oh, okay. That, that's. What <laughs> um. Front line. Okay, are, are we going with the allies that we've discussed? Yes. I think that might be Mexico. Ooh. Because, okay. like, I, I see a Mexican troop with us, like a Wakandan soldier, where it's like, yep, we're here, and we're not going that way. Ooh, Mexicans are hardcore, man. Yeah, we're like, we're just going to keep going one foot forward, one foot forward. And we're gonna hold the line, and then it's like because it you're, it's gonna take so much effort to get through that mentality, mm-hmm. and then when you're when you know you're the other side's a little more depleted, needing a little more help, then you throw Florida in because first of all they'll also be pissed off that you let the Mexicans go first, and yeah. also they'll be like fuck it, and it'll be like a new wave of energy that these people are like you got to be shitting me that we have Florida coming down, and at some point somebody in Florida is gonna shoot somebody else in Florida and they're gonna just yell out stand your ground. all right so when do you put texas in i think texas has to be like our marine corps i think texas has to be like a specialized yeah they have to be special ops i think texas has to be specialized where we're dropping them into countries we're coming through sea to countries we're going to hit them from every angle land air and sea and but they're going to be all texans Mm. yeah I, i think it's something where you need like the the tactical efforts of like New York or Boston mm-hmm. or Philly, where you have the, the higher education and no offense, but higher education. <laughs> um, and it's like, okay, but you're going to be leading the specialized troops. Yeah. I, I think that works. I think it has to, I think it has to. And then, and then I, I think you got like Chicago that can do some of those stealth oh ops gosh. too. Yeah. Chicago on like organized stealth ops is lethal. Dude, Chicago going to be teaching other people how to shoot guns. I'm like, you don't know about this one? <laughs> when, when, when did you see this? When I was in second grade. <laughs> and they're going to be mad when we were like, yo, you're a sniper. No, nah, motherfucker, I want to get in with the machine gun. Where we at? I'm like, no, I need yeah, you on tower. Give me that 50 the tower. Yeah. Dude, it's going to be in. And I think that there's going to be states like like the like the Carolinas where like we're going to be like, hey, listen. They low-key want this smoke, though. Yes, exactly. They've been brewing. Yeah. You'll be like, I'm like, hey, listen, if we win this one, you can bring back the Confederate flag. You don't say, you don't say. Get well, I, was say I was gonna say you make that deal with Virginia. I feel like Virginia has changed a lot though. Or do you also think they also like still stay a little quieter about being the first ones? Or was I South think Carolina I, was first? I think Virginia was first. Yeah. South Carolina came after um Dylan Roof shot up the church, then they took it down. Yeah, right. They were not right. trying to take that down. Yeah, that wasn't a good one. That, that was what do uh, we what do we do with our criminals? Do we do like the Cuba situation where we just let them out into the country that we're invading, <laughs> or do we mm. or do we do like the Australia situation where we create a new country based upon all our outlaws? Or do Siberia? we make a fight? We should take Ooh. over Russia and send them to Siberia. Uh, I, I, I think you, I think you can do a prison work release if you can show that you can be part of the fight. Dude, that would be awesome. You got Chris next to terrorists, like that'd be crazy fight. 
It's the Crips and Bloods band. I was like, yep, we're, we're out of here now. Legit. <laughs> <laughs> we got we got our best, our brightest, and our most our most brash. And I ain't gonna lie, I think our military uniform should be for specific people. Like, I don't think we should have one uniform. I think the Crips yeah. should be in blue dickies. I think that the Mexicans should rock whatever the fuck they want to rock. I think the Texans should Ooh. wear cowboy hats. How scary would it be? You got Bloods and Crips, and they're just every other. And it's just red, white, red, white, or red, blue, I got, red, blue, I got, red, blue. I got a better one. You got Bloods and Crips, and in between them, you got like Latin Kings, which are green. So yeah. it looks like there's all Mexico. It looks like it's just like, is these Mexicans? Is these Americans? And then that's where you on? send the Mexicans in from the flanks. <laughs> bang, bang. We won the war. We do. We got this shit. Putin don't know about the hitting. No. And it's a nuke. <laughs> so halftime show. It, it, I thought it was splendid. I think the real winner of the Super Bowl is Dr. Dre. I do too. I, I think it's amazing still what his coaching tree looks like. Somebody, but wait, wait, before you get to the coaching tree, somebody said something today that cracked me the fuck up. They was like, so you're telling me that the NFL has a race issue. They possibly had a problem with Eminem kneeling. But at the halftime show. And told Snoop not to show any affiliation. And exactly. But at the halftime show, you got a known gang member who was on trial for murder. You got a known domestic abuser who happens to be a billionaire. You got a guy who literally has infuriated every crowd in the history of humans in Eminem. <laughs> a guy that started a song that he has a record of <laughs> 17 rapes, 400 assaults, and four murders. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, and, 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 and roasted everyone that existed in pop culture for the yes. last 20 years. Yes. You and, and the day even, of the even show, in his tamer self, in the day of the show, you let sad known gang member come out in head to toe blue bandana clothing as he crip walked on stage. And the thing that you held on to was like, yo, that kneeling thing though, we gotta, we gotta figure this out, dog. Yeah, dog. That, that's just the thing. It's like, it's like, like, did was there not an HBO documentary series like two years ago about these people called mm-hmm. the defiant ones. You thought they yes. were gonna listen to your rules? Oh, wait, bonus point. They show Jay-Z in the box wearing a blue bandana around his neck. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and then I also I saw people be like, Can you believe that Snoop Dogg smoked a joint before he before the halftime show? Yes, yes, I can. Dog. Did you see how fast they tried to move the camera off Snoop when they had the wide view of Snoop and Dr. Dre and Dr. Dre's doing the and then Snoop's crip walk and they're like, ah! <laughs> yeah. But then, but this is the genius of Snoop when he was performing in the bottom part of the house, he was rapping and then he started crip walking. He's yeah. right, like, you can't take yeah. me off because I'm the one rapping. So what you gonna yeah. do about it? Yeah, he's he's a genius. But how did you feel about this part? They wouldn't let Kendrick Lamar say two things. They wouldn't let him say. Pyrus and Crips. Mm-hmm. Oh, God. He, he couldn't say it. So he just did the, ah, he started like doing this weird yeah. yelling thing. But then he also couldn't say, and you know, we hate Popo. So he said, you know, we hate. And then they did like a, a like a DJ thing, right? But they but let Dre, Dre say, say yeah. still not loving police. police. Which I didn't know if that was a defiance thing. I don't know. I think it was. I, I think I don't, I don't think he was supposed to say that. I think he was like, I won't say it. Like, like I won't yeah. do fuck the police. He should have said fuck the police. But that, that's I was still waiting on Cube. And like, no offense to Kendrick, because you know I got nothing against Kendrick. But like, I felt like that. And I, I guess it's a, an homage to the next generation thing. I would have personally rather had Cube there. I think that 
So when it comes to my favorite rappers of all time, 50 Cent is really, really high. Really, really high. Like favorite rappers. I'm not saying he's the best rapper. I'm not saying he's the best, he, but he's one of my all-time favorites. Like maybe top 20 ever. And that says a lot because I can name probably 300 rappers off the top of my head. You need Kendrick there because he's the only one who is considered current out of right. everybody on stage and is California. Yeah. I believe though, I didn't understand. I think it's conspiracy theory, Bray. I think the only reason Mary J. Blige was even on that show is because the NFL pushed back on Jay-Z about who he wanted for the halftime show. So they added a woman for diversity looks because they couldn't have all of these rappers just be a rap show because they've never had only a rap show. They've had only rock shows. They had only pop shows. Yeah, I think that I think that they pushed on that. And I think that Ice Cube would have been a part of it if Mary J. Blige wasn't there. And Mary killed it. She crushed it. But I also think that it didn't make sense. Right. It didn't feel it felt out of place a little bit. I I also love the people who outed themselves accidentally, but of like not really understanding the culture for like, why didn't Eminem get more time? (laughs) And I was like, because it wasn't an Eminem show. Because I love this is like him basically saying thank you to Dr. Gray above all else. Yeah, he only did it for Dre. Like, like I, wish, I wish there was less lose yourself and more forgot about Dre. I do. I believe when they, nowadays everybody wants to talk, they got something to say. I thought he should have went into his verse, kind of how Dr. Dre went into his verse of certain songs like like California yeah. Love, where he only did his verse. I think M should have did because his verse on that doesn't get the respect it deserves. Plus, I think that lose yourself should have went into another song. But then when I, because like it's on title right now, shout out to Jay-Z, like a whole halftime performance. I realized that literally, if you think about it, Eminem and 50 Cent had almost the same exact amount of time where Mary J. Blige had like three songs. Kendrick Lamar had two songs, not four yeah. songs, but like two songs. Yeah, he had like one and a half. So I think that it was one of those things where I wouldn't be surprised if Eminem gave his time up to 50 Cent. I don't know if Dr. Dre's inviting 50 Cent because they have yeah. never really been on the greatest terms in the last decade. That's interesting. But I think Eminem probably was like, no, nah, I need 50 there. And I think he relinquished his time to 50. That makes sense. But yeah, no, I, I really enjoyed it. I thought there were some, like the little nods to Pac were really nice. Um, you know, playing. Wait, wait, wait. Did yeah. you know what he was playing on the piano? I'm mad at you. Dude! Yeah. Oh, fuck. This is why we family, <laughs> man. Keep talking about it. Yeah, no, it, it, was, it was beautiful because – it was something where I even watched, like, because sometimes I feel like it's fun to watch people react to stuff on, like, YouTube for the first time. And I was watching this dude react, and it was, like, he was talking about having watched it live previously. And it was, like, the moment that California Love first was, the, the first pop song came on, it was, like, there was that moment that everyone, I, I think, was, like, is the hologram coming? Like, is pop coming out? And so I, I thought that it was really nice. It, like, it felt like they were also paying homage to so many of the people that got them to where they were. Um, you know, Snoop had the picture of his mom, um, which I thought was really super dope to see. But yeah, no, the, the, the Pac tributes, the California love. But yeah, the keys, the keys was next level. Um, ha- having the keys just kind of trickle. And then, you know, because I think it was also kind of like you said, like, not everyone will know those notes. So the fact that there was that little bit of like fan service to like, if, if you know, you know, but like, you know, and I think it was nice. Cause like, like I said, it was like, 
there was, there was that moment when California Love hits where it's like, are they gonna do the hologram right now? <laughs> I thought I I would I really thought they were gonna do two holograms. I thought they were gonna have an easy Nipsey. hologram. Oh, start easy. with NWA okay. and then go to Tupac because it would be like a timeline thing. And the fact that he did none of them, I think See, that I felt even um, better about that prediction actually when I saw the inside of the set. Where I was like, mm-hmm. oh, you got pictures that are changing. And I was like, I thought we were going to see Easy. I thought we were going to see Pac. I thought we were going to see Nipsey. Like, that would have been ill. Yeah. But no, really? when, I, when I heard the notes, like, it, it took me, like, a couple notes to, like, place it. And I was like, what touch? And I was like, okay. Then I heard it. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> and, and the crazy thing about that, too. Like, do you think I that was almost, planned? Huh? Do you think that was planned? Or, like, or do you think that was, like, part of the set list? Like, so, I think that's the beauty of this halftime. So much of it feels like it was like, no, nah, we're just gonna do this. I think it was planned because from what I heard about Dr. Dre, he's the one producer who makes you do a song literally 50 times before he says, okay, that was okay. So I think he planned it to a T, but he planned it in a way where it felt organic. It didn't feel mm-hmm. regimented. And I think that, so this is why I love about the Tupac nods, right? California Love was originally a Dr. Dre song. And when Tupac got out of jail, he gave it to Tupac, right? I ain't mad at you. I'm almost 100% sure. Feel free to fact check me. He did not produce that song. So the fact that he chose to still do that is dope as hell. I'm pretty sure he did not produce I Ain't Mad At You. No, Daz Dillinger. Boom. And Daz is Snoop's uh, younger homie. And I actually thought it was going to be three holograms. I thought it was going to be starting with Easy e I thought middle of the show they were going to bring out Pac. Then I thought they were going to try to, like, almost close the show with Hold Up. Wait. I was like, oh, God! <laughs> that would have been ill. Or, or, or even, um, why am I totally blanking and I can't think? Like, that could have been, even M could have brought that in. Um, yeah. I'm totally blanking. What, what song am I thinking of? You talking about Till I Collapse? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I was like, that would have a fire one too. And that's a super banger. Because that's also like, I feel like that crosses over to casual mm-hmm. music fans too, because it's Eminem. Yeah. But that, like everyone should know the, the, the hold up piece, but like. But even if you don't know it, it's a hype song for a sporting event. Yeah. No, and this like, is also and, a lot and of The thought. song choices felt strong. Um, I also thought the reason they were going to bring a hologram out because I don't know if you know this, Dr. Dre paid for the two yes, holograms. Yeah. He paid out of pocket. It was like $500,000. I'm sure he has more money now than he did that. Yeah. And he, I think he paid $500,000 for it. Like he's yeah. like, I'm going to do this. Yeah. Which I think like, the song really, choices were right. Well, like, and they even, could, but also I will say, like, because I, I brought it up briefly, the set design was insane. Awesome. Dude, like, they made it feel like a block party. What, what was your favorite part of the set? Um, Because I got mine, and I realized it on a second watch. The first watch, I thought it was just the houses in a way uh-huh. it literally felt like you were in a California neighborhood. But when I rewatched it, I realized my favorite part was something completely different. Is the car? No. Mm-mm. The I entire love, I love Doc's board. Oh, yeah, the massive-ass producing board. The producing Amazing. board, I thought, was such a, like, because it, it was, like, a metaphor for everything. He's like, I'm overseeing And he's everything. at it the whole yeah. time, like, moving shit yeah. around, like, he's producing the whole show. My favorite part of the whole set was when he made the whole field, the landscape map of L.A. Oh, yeah. No, that one was actually unbelievable. I did notice that. That was, because when I first watched it, I noticed it, but I was like, oh, that's cool. But then when I rewatched it and, like, realizing... How much is happening on the ground? Kendrick's performance, the crowd, the backup. Oh, I, I wonder, was like, like, was like, where Kendrick? Because I didn't 
rewatch it again in Super Death. Like, mm-hmm. did Kendrick start like in his neighborhood? Because that would have been like a really dope way to do it too. I have no clue, but that would have been it. Like that like that, that would have been really cool if like obviously like this only works for a couple of them, but like if a couple of them start like start their performance from their neighborhood. But the funny thing is, it doesn't. It works for all of them, yeah. but Mary J. Blige. Because think about this: a little hip hop history. Dre's from Compton, right? Yeah. Kendrick Lamar's also from Compton. Snoop's from Long Beach. Eminem got signed by Dr. Dre by coming out to California in the yellow in the yellow jumpsuit, and that's L. He got signed, I believe, now, in now LA. Now that would have been fire coming out in. I, I was. I don't know why. I was like, because I don't know how much of a sports fan I am. Is like, I know he's aware. But it was like, I was half expecting him to be like, nah, fucking, I'm wearing a Detroit Lions Matt Stafford jersey. <laughs> I, my prediction for Eminem, I had two, that he was going to curse on purpose. And then the other one was that, no, I thought he was going to come out with all of the stands like he did for the VMAs. That would have been, ew, like he just pulled up. I mean, I could have seen that happening. Maybe if, uh, yeah, it'll never come out because I feel like that's the way he and that whole crew kind of rides for each other. Like if it ever came out where he was like, yeah, I gave actually the only way it's coming out is if 50 says it. If 50 says M invited me out, gave me his part of his time, and like wants to say thank you that way, that would be the only way that I could see that story then coming out. Like Sway is then inter- interviewing M. He's like, What songs would you have done? That's where it comes. I, I, I firmly believe that because if you think about it too, on that entire stage, there's not an artist bigger than Eminem if you look at the numbers, right? Mm-hmm. And then Eminem had the second shortest time behind 50 Cent. So to me, that was an Eminem move. And I think that it was awesome too, because Dr. Dre and 50 Cent, like I said, had, had like a, a, a rocky relationship over the last decade. However, Dr. Dre did produce In The Club and In The Club is probably the biggest birthday song outside of Happy Birthday. That's crazy. Yeah, no, you're not wrong. And it, it's crazy because like it, it says, it, it feels like a weird encapsulation sometimes of, of M's career where it's like, he has no problem, like, on one end, like, giving to other artists because mm-hmm. he truly is a believer in the culture and the music and wants to, like, uplift these other artists. Yet he also has no issue making the move that has the greatest lasting impact and yeah. shouldering the brunt that comes with the negative outcry of that. You know, one thing that I would have loved to have seen that I didn't see, and I'm not holding it against it, but I think it's a very big missed opportunity. What's that? 50 Cent drops down in the club and then it transition to hate it or love it and game comes out. Mm. They've never performed together since they, the rift. They're allegedly cool now because they had like a meeting in a club. Game literally held the West Coast up until Kendrick Lamar came up. The West Coast was out of here when it came to mainstream and then game came and held that bitch up and Dr. Dre not mistaken, feel free to fact check me, produced Hater to Love It. So to me, that was an opportunity where it was just like, that would have been an ill transition. And it could have really, really happened if, no offense, Mary J. Blige didn't have three songs. Yeah, it was Dre. Hater to Love It. That would have been insane. It would have been like, and then I I feel like the Bengals would have probably won. If the Hater to Love It played, Bengals probably would have won. I I feel like that's the thing. And and I hope that that's what people keep saying about this halftime show is like the the lasting impact is we, everyone wanted and needed so much more that they needed, but like, that's the sad thing about this one to me. Like Dre's a little different because obviously he's a producer primarily rather than an artist, 
all of those artists could have headlined a Super Bowl show. You know what's funny, though? I just thought about this. First time I thought about this. Dr. Dre, Eminem, and 50 Cent literally almost died in our lifetimes. Yeah. And the fact that those three were on the same stage at the biggest event, not just sporting, event in American culture, I don't think enough is being made of the fact that or, these or three even, I mean, like Snoop, even like, you know, you come up through gang violence and stuff or, you know, as, you know, as far as we know, yeah, like he could still be in prison right now for the murder charge. Yeah. 100% could have been. So and that's like, basically life. And, and, that's and life Pusha T has a great line. You give him 20 years, you give him life. What's the difference to me? Like, that's like. That's like a real thing. And, and I think that that's not talked about enough with these types of moments. I think hip hop is the only genre where dying is considered normal and living is considered weird. Where like Eminem yeah. literally almost died a decade ago. Like it, was actually, like it feels well, like Snoop at this point is like the godfather, oldest dude out there. Mm-hmm. And he's 50. Yeah. And Eminem's 49. Yeah. Dr. Crazy. Dre, I think, I think Dr. Dre is 52, 53 yeah, or something, like, something that. like that. Yeah. Like, but that's the thing though. Like we're not really, I don't think we give, I get it. They got a lot of love for the show. I'm assuming on social media. I'm assuming they got a lot of love. I'm not yeah. on social media, so I don't know. I also but I think some of the, like the NFL stuff is like, that was hard. I think it feels for social media manager. Yeah. But like, <laughs> I, I think that we don't give enough credit for these human beings who are on this stage. They, I mean, they, this not, is a lifetime achievement award. But not even Many, not even that greater. Think about this though. Not only are is this a lifetime achievement award, but everyone on that stage, every man I should say on that stage is a mogul. Mm. That's different than yeah. just being an artist. Like the, that's the, insane. Well, I, I got to bring this up. I got to see if I can find it. Um, I because it's speaking about the guys on stage. Mm-hmm. It was it was racial draft related. Um, And it was in some, what was this? I want to see if I can find this. But it was effectively a, a, a trade counter. What, what, what did someone want? Someone want, someone from the Black delegation wanted Eminem, mm-hmm. I think, and was giving us like Eli Apple, which was a very poor trade. Um, and the counter offer was we accept on the pretense that you can have Jack Harlow, but we maintain the rights to Eminem and we also get the rights to Snoop Dogg when he's with Martha Stewart. Fuck Jack Harlow. If that's what, if we got to give all of that, fuck that. <laughs> and I like Jack Harlow and the fact that he leans into his whiteness is amazing. He to me is who the little Dicky's supposed to be. But like, he's the only guy story. that makes, uh, he uses lines about Chelsea's backup goalie. <laughs> See? See? Shout out Willie Caballero back in the day. No, we're not shouting out anybody from Chelsea's backup team. <laughs> but, like, that's, but, no, 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 y'all can keep Jack Harlow for all of that. Yeah, that's a lot of hoops to jump through. That's, no, that's a lot. What, 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 what's the veto point? Is it M or is it Snoop? It's both. Jack Harlow, isn't he? It would be different if it was like, hey, can we get the rights to Justin Bieber? Can we get the rights to Adele? Can we like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's like, you're trying to take away. I, I'm, trying to remember, I'm trying to remember who y'all were trying to take. You're it might have been Eminem. Icon. And, and maybe, I'm, maybe I'm thinking about something from the other side. That, but you're trying to take away icons for a guy who's hot. If that's the case. Yeah, you got to solve I'll, prospects and high draft picks. 
here, here is the here's the trade. Straight up trade. Okay. Jack Harlow for Quavo. See? I, I, so mm-hmm. do I get do I get all the Migos or just no, Quavo? Get un Mig. <laughs> amigo. You get one Migo. You get one Migo. Um Mm-hmm. See that now? That's a thought. It's like I think I, I think I stay with the prospect. I think you have to stay with the prospect, but then I yeah. stay with the hits. Jack Harlow has one hit. Quavo is a part of what thirty, but he might not ever have a hit again. Like they right. even put on music, it has not connected. And and. I, I, I would say at this point, Jack's had a, at least been involved with more than one. I don't think so. Whatever hit was young. So, yeah, what's popping? That's his song, yep. It's Industry Baby Count? Because, like, I feel like that qualifies as a hit. Is that a hit? I, I, I think there was a lot of what, money What would, what would be your qualification as a hit? Like, like what's, your, what's your threshold for it? Was it ever Billboard number one on the main chart, not the rap and hip hop, not the R&B and hip hop chart? Was it number one on that chart? Was it top five on that chart? Um, was it something that people ran to to play or was it just played on the radio? I think the, the impact when it comes to people, regular people is big. And I also think that is one of those songs where like when I think of a hit, is it something that you ran? Number one sang? on Billboard Hot 100. Hot 100? Yeah. That's not the main chart. It's Billboard 200, I think, is the main chart. Would it ever be different? You know better than I would. So. Sometimes it is different. So, like, the I, Hot 100. I, I, what would, would be? Because the Hot 100. Is, is there, like, usually, a good site that? I think, I think the Hot 100 usually tracks what came out compared to what was already out and how is it charting. Okay. Where I think, like, the Billboard 200 is usually, like, okay, compared to what's going on as a whole, where is the song ranked? Is there like oh, a, so a site that shows like what their highest charts were? Mm-hmm. Like every time I keep just looking at okay, industry baby, I, the Wikipedia page I imagine should happen. Okay. Um accolades, one best pop video, but this is all video related. Where's charts? Okay. I don't care about Austria, no offense. <laughs> shout out to shout out to Arnold Schwarzenegger. Um. Okay, so peak position—that's what we want, right? Mm-hmm. See, I see U.S. Billboard Hot 100. I don't even see anything. Like even when I googled 200, like I didn't even see a list. Is there one? I know there is one, but is it Hot 200 or is it just Billboard 200? I think it's the Billboard 200. Okay. But being number one on a hot 100, that might classify as a hit. I know I've never played Industry Baby in my life. Nor I enjoy I, it. I, I, think, I think it's about, you know, in the right mood. Yeah. I don't think I've ever been around anybody who's, like, put Industry Baby on. It, to me, it's like a, a car song to me, where it's like I'm on a long drive. I need something that gives me a little energy. Okay. He makes dope music. I give him that. Yeah. His lyrics, I think, like you said, he's what Lil Dicky could be, should have been, 
I think he's what Lil Dicky. What people to want to be. No, I think Lil Dicky is what people want him to be. I just don't fuck with Lil Dicky for various reasons. I think Jack Harlow, who leans into the fact that, yeah, I'm white. I know I'm white. This is what's going on. It makes, like, very specific, like, references to, like, white kid culture. Mm -hmm. And I don't think Jack Harlow is trying to be a rapper to be something else. Yeah, no, he also seems like he has a greater, deeper appreciation for the culture. Like, even, like, he's super, super into, like, British rap. I also love all of the high school Jack Harlow videos that come out on YouTube with him rapping other people's songs when he looks like... (laughs) He should never be rapping in his life. You know what's funny is like you look at a picture of him on his Wikipedia page from 2020, and he looks like he's still a sophomore in high school. Yeah, he looks literally the same. Like, wait, did you just pull it up? Like his Wikipedia page? Oh no, I know what picture you're talking about. Oh, the, the no, green I've been, hoodie. I've been on his Wikipedia. The green hoodie. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, but I think Jack Harlow is also one of those dudes where I think we appreciate Jack Harlow more. Because he didn't explode on the scene, his feels like a slow burn. Where like yeah. a lot of a lot of like white he, he rappers, didn't pop off till what nineteen, maybe, maybe like, twenty, probably, maybe maybe twenty. Like a lot of white rappers explode on the scene when they have like a hot song. Yeah, where like it felt like he was on like him. Yeah, January twenty twenty, he released what's popping. Yeah, I, I know. But like you know, it active. says like what what years was he active? He started in twenty eleven. That's a yeah. slow burn. That's a slow burn. I look at, and I know a lot of people don't understand this because they don't fucking do the facts, but like he feels more like Macklemore than people pretend like Macklemore is. Macklemore's first album, I believe, came out in 2008. Dude, that's a long time. But by the way, is, is, Trevor, is Georgia State HBCU? Yes. I also respect that he went to HBCU. Like, like that's even yes. like, yeah, he was yes. like, yeah, even more about You don't it. have to at all. Right. Actually, no, Macklemore's first album, I think, came out in 2005. Let's see. I think it's 05. Language of My World or something like that. Years active. 2000 to present. Slow burn. But people pretend like Macklemore came out of nowhere. Which, what thrift Open your eyes world. under the name Professor Macklemore, which he distributed drinking and released on October 21st, 2000. That's when he... What was the next one? Uh, language of my world language of my world Release yeah. 2005 yeah all right oh five I, damn i hit that right on the head yeah yeah so like 2000 he blew up what 2009 2010 no uh the heist was 2012 i know the heist came out in 2012 but like his name started ringing i think like with uh, the other side yeah, but like he was still approachable enough for saint joe's to get him as a spring concert in 20 what 12 13 yeah, because the year before I got the shows. It wasn't 2012 because 2012 was, it was 13. It was 13. Concert, it was 13. Was it, was, it, was the, it was the last one before I was there. Yeah. Yeah. So that's 13 years. 13 years, man. That's because like, by the time I was there in 2014 or like 2013 into 14, we wouldn't have been able to afford because he had blown no. up. No. So like, but people pretend like he didn't earn his stripes. And that sucks. You know what I'm saying? But like, when you look at people with no offense to your region, but when you look at people like a Sammy Adams who like, he only blew up because he was white. Sammy Adams ain't doing. Yeah. No, I agree. He makes frat rap cool. I like frat rap when it when it's done well. Like Mac Miller started out as like a frat rap kind of guy. Kool Aid frozen like, pizza. 
<laughs> Kool-Aid and Frozen Pizza. I also remixed that. I think I got the hardest Kool-Aid and Frozen Pizza verse ever. But I feel like I've heard that. Never heard I, I haven't heard it in a minute. I'll have to peep it tonight. Oh, you got to li- listen to my fruit. My I'm still waiting beer. on my remix. So listen, man. <laughs> I got. I wrote a whole EP two weeks ago that I haven't even recorded. Ooh. I, I'm gonna start just sending you songs, like just for a challenge, just like just for, just on a day hopping on, or just me hopping on. Oh yeah, I'm 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 down to hop on them. Oh, but you got like, no! Don't tell me nothing that you ain't hopping on. If you want okay. a challenge, you got to put out. You got to hop on that. Okay. Do, do I have to write for myself too? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'll, I'll see what I can do. I'll see what I can do. Look at this typical white man being like, "I got to do the work." <laughs> yeah, no, doesn't sound right. <laughs> Something that I didn't check out. No, I've been I've been dipping the pan a little more, as you know. So I want to hold on. I want to. I, I, wanna, I feel I'm like sometimes when I listen to certain music, it, it comes differently. Like. I can listen to a lot of music and really enjoy it and listen to the lyricism and not feel the slightest bit of temptation to write to it. But there's definitely some that like triggers that. I'm sure you feel Oh no, I can 100% see that. I think that it's understated how, um, how easy it is to get inspired by things on the fly. Like that's the thing that's dope about, I think making music where if something hits you, you just go at it and then you just, keep it pushing and then you don't sometimes you don't even think about it later yeah you know what i'm saying it's just like one of those things that kind of kicks up and no, it's like, like, okay, it, it definitely happened again when i was listening to marley this past week shout out to bob man bob will do that to you bob is one of those dudes where like you listen to enough bob and you just realize that like life is different yeah no that's the, that's the beauty of music though i feel like people don't let themselves do that like there's too many and I'm definitely in this category at times. Like, it's too much escapism versus inspiration. I think it's yeah. Like, you got to find that middle ground. I'm gonna uh, hold. On. I'm trying to find. So I'm trying to find some something that I want to share with you while we're on this episode. Uh, I really need to record this. Um, I'm, I'm gonna share this verse. I haven't read it or thought about it since I wrote it. Okay. So I'm going to do this. This is what the EP sounds like, right? This is just like, just so you know. I'm getting fucked up like white sneakers on white girls as my liver keeps doing toe touches and gin curls, wedding rings, diamond bracelets and Ioka pearls, blacking out versus reality. My sober, my sobriety twirls. Don't know what I can't tell you what I need. The more that you try, the harder I bleed. The more you abstain, the more I need to feed. The more you ask questions, the harder I am to read. That's the type of EP that I put together. I like that. I, I feel like a lot of the, whenever I write something that feels more lyricy to me, that's almost mm-hmm. the rhythm that I go off of too. I'm getting fucked up like white sneakers on white girls. Come on, man. Yeah, no, that that, that was that was a strong start. Like I'm a goat, man. I'm a goat. <laughs> I'm top fifteen living black people, man. And believe it or not, I'm probably top ten because that list ain't that dense. Let's see. I want to see if there's any that. Like I gotta go. I gotta go back and, and read through some from like last year too. Of like just a couple bars here and there. Cause I, I have to piece them together. Mm-hmm. But I, I feel like that type of rhythm is like what what I'm usually going with. I, I, here's what I'll do. You, you want maybe I'll let me try and write some shit. I'm, I'm gonna send it over to you. Find the spot it's gonna fit. 
Listen, man, I, I stay ready. You know what I mean? I don't got to get ready. Psychosis is the standard form of operation these days. As a youth told me, this was simply just a phase. What's a phase if it lasts for days, months, years? If I were more human, it would drive me to tears. Come on, man. Come on, man. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and we are quite right. You dick. <laughs>